Someone's my favorite! Oh my gosh, who is it? It's you. <laughs> is it me? I wasn't even going to make you work for that one. <laughs> You're my favorite too. Oh, your favorite. What's That's up, so little good. bumblebee? What's up? What's up? Um... I'm getting shit done. I uh, I repotted a plant today already, and I put some color on my hair. Um, I've been listening to a podcast that is all about how the satanic panic started because of something horrible that happened in New Jersey. Fuck! Surprise! What? Oh my gosh! It's so it's so good. Um, uh, death. Hang on a second. Um, oh, farts. How do I even get to my podcast? Is it like a um, one-off podcast? Like your? No, it is. I think it's through Wondery, and it's at least um at least five episodes long so far. Oh, amazing! I'll figure I'll figure it out before the end. I just don't want to touch my phone because no, don't Zoom. touch your phone. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, also fun. I I ordered a new phone. Oh. Um, which I'm super excited about because the fact that this one's from 2018 is becoming more and more evident every single oh, moment of the day. Fuck. I hate that forced into obsolescence shit. Mm-hmm. I hate mm-hmm. it. Which is frankly why I'm so anti-Apple because they force obsolescence in so many ways that mm-hmm. are completely user unfriendly. Like, yep. hey, now you can't listen to shit and charge your phone at the same time because we decided to be dicks. Like, who <laughs> decides that? Who does that help? Not yeah. a single person except them mm-hmm. when they want you to buy their new AirPods. Like, right. it's so obviously cruel that I, as much as I know, Apple is vastly superior in so many ways I need it to be. That That's the kind of shit that makes me be like, no, you know what? Fuck it. Android forever. Fuck you. Yeah. No, I understand. Is there a bee uh, in there with you? It's infuriating. No, I heard, I was trying to figure out if the whooshing I heard was something happening out in the hallway or kitchen <laughs> or if it was coming from my computer. What if it's a big bee? Oh, if it's a big bee, I think I'm just going to let it eat me. <gasps> I succumb. Um, what else? Oh, um, in, uh, in, in, in interest of the podcast theme... One of the most earnest things that can happen in the entire planet um, would be a bunch of barbershoppers getting together uh, to sing for 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 tiny little prizes um, amongst well, other barbershoppers. Very earnest thing. Who haven't seen each other in a year? Oh my god. Um, and once again, my husband is in Voices of Gotham. Their sister choir is Sirens of Gotham. But now. Technically, voices, um, anybody in the barbershop society is welcoming of any gender. Um, and this year in the competitions, uh, in the big competitions, it's going to be the first year that mixed quartets are going to be um, uh, 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 com- competitive Oh, sure. and like Spetswa, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Yep. So I'm not sure if they're going to be a different category or what, but in this little competition um called tin pan alley mixed quartets have always been encouraged and me and don got together with our friends um uh uh uh, tyler and aaron and we sang side by side um and we won best mixed quartet and it sounded really good shit and every and like every so often over the past couple of days i've heard don playing it in the other room and i can't quite hear what it is and i'm like oh that cuz qu- he'll just play barbershop all day um and i'm like oh that choir sounds really Relatable. good and i walk in and it's us and, it's and i was you. like oh. 
And somebody there was like, com- com- compared my sound to like somebody from the pink from Pink Martini, which is a uh, a swing group who I love, and it just made me really happy. That That's is it. wonderful. Yay! Ah, uh, do you want to make an official forever mixed quartet? I mean, I feel like we are, are on the cusp with that. You are. I feel like I feel I'm like down it's, to be your tenor. You and me, you and me, and Don, and then there's like three other people who are in Jersey City who I think might be down for it. So, anytime you we'll what did Don sing? Out. Don sing Barry. Uh, Don, sing, Don mostly sings bass. Oh wait, oh. in this, yeah, in this he sang bass. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah, and it was definitely very, very low for me, but mm, I figured it out. It was fine. Yay! Oh, Yay. it was so cute. How much did you guys rehearse that? Um, three times, three times, a couple hours each. And your little bit of patter was super cute. Your little bit of your little bit of business. <laughs> oh, oh, our our choreo, yeah. That was all Tyler. By the way, he's non I swear to God, kids. he's a he's a he's a vaudevillian, like one hundred percent. I love that. By the way, uh, non theater kids, little bit of business is like the the standard Stick. phrasing for the stuff that you do on stage that's not in the script. <laughs> so like the actions you give yourself, um, and like every actor loves to have a little bit of business, and there was oh, so yes. much business going on in there your cute business. little quartet. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. We so had a great. good time. You look full of joy. That's the magic of barbershop. Oh. <laughs> it's nice. It was good. Really nice. And I got a little pin. I got a little enamel pin. You did. It's a little apple. so cute. So that was not how I expected to spend Pride this year, but it was great. <laughs> I love that. And ah. everybody's pictures from the Queer Liberation March looked amazing. That looked yeah. like it was so, like, validating and just a wonderful time. Because the main, the main march with all the floats didn't happen this year. So it was just the Queer Liberation March, which either just started two years ago or last year. I think two years ago. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Oh, um, it's a grassroots thing. Um, I think the first year they did, they may not have even had had permits, but it sprung up out uh, in um, pushback to how corporate New York Pride has gotten. Yes. Oh, well, um, that makes so, sense. <laughs> and then there was like a whole weird conversation amongst like the 20-somethings about whether or not kink and the concept of kink belongs at Pride. And one of my friends posted something that was like, what's what's more uh, offensive, somebody in a leather harness or Bank of America? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I feel like, of course, it was it has been becoming more and more prevalent, especially like, the, I don't know, the last like three years or something have been excessively corporate. Oh, but forget it. it. And 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 people <laughs> whose workplace environments do not reflect all the rainbow flags and the money of that they put into their float. Not. Of course not. This year, like straight up, I was like, "Oh, you're this kind of gay company? That's weird." <laughs> I'm going to have to remind you of that when I go toe to toe with you at customer service. Mhm. Yeah. Going to have to exactly. remind you about how gay you are. <laughs> and not how aligned with the man you are. Right. Mhm. <laughs> poke poke poke. How are you? I told you I had a lot of great things. You do have a lot of great things. I am wonderful. Uh, Fuck buddies. This past weekend was my birthday. It was your birthday. And I had 
such a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Oh, but we haven't talked in forever. So, like, I went uh-uh. to Vermont the previous weekend, and it was so fucking beautiful. And also, like, definitely as we chart our own respective pro- progression through, like, post-quarantine and how how to integrate life, I would say that Vermont was the perfect entree for me because Vermont is at herd immunity and there are like four people there anyway (laughs) and so I I didn't realize that good for them oh yeah they are extremely uh low population density and deeply liberal Mm -hmm. (laughs) which shouldn't be the reason that we get shots in our arms but of course it is so Mm -hmm. That's just where we're at. But, um, yeah, I went to Vermont, and, like, the night that I got there, uh, my friend was like, do you want to go out to dinner at this restaurant across across the street? And I was like, do I want to do that? You know what? Okay. <laughs> and I guess at first I was like, maybe we'll, like, we'll eat on the porch or something. But then... We went inside and it was this gorgeous old Victorian home with big high vaulted ceilings and like the ballroom, the parlor was where mm. their dining room was. And oh there my were, god. I don't know, yeah. There were like maybe four groups of diners in there. And we all sat down and I don't know, I was nervous for maybe fifteen seconds. And then immediately normalized. Mm-hmm. And that's and I was just like, okay, I can eat in a restaurant. This feels good. And then the next morning, we went out for brunch at this old like maple sugar shack uh, mm. that was also marvelous. Again, around other diners, I really gave it, I don't know, half a thought. Mm. And uh, so I think that was a nice little bit of just, I don't know about growth. Because that that would put a judgment on, like, people who still want to stay away, which is completely okay. And I'm sure I will still vacillate in that area. We all have to do our comfort level. But I would say it was a great way for me to go out and socialize and have some fun that did not make me feel pins and needles terrified. It was just a beautiful weekend. So much fun. So lovely. Oh, it was awesome. And did you say it was Burlington or where? Or or is that just the only place that I know of? We went um, south of Rutland, which is like uh, the southern the southern side of Vermont and so still so beautiful. I love Burlington. Probably would have been an extra hour and a half or two hours to get up there. Mm. But um it was glorious, and Vermont is absolutely the place that I would live if I were not an actor. In a heartbeat, I would have moved there the second that I graduated from high school if I wasn't like, <laughs> why would I be on Broadway? Fuck. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have numerous things like that, and I, re- I remember, I probably told you, I had a, a tarot reading um, just before I moved up here. Now, granted, it was the guy who was living in our parking lot in his um, van, but <laughs> who better to be you in touch? Did not with tell the world? me. I think any of these bits. <laughs> what I know. Okay. Well, um, uh, wait. So does that mean Florida? Yes. 
Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. There was a there was a street performer guy named Ken, and he uh, he I don't know if he did fire juggling, but he definitely did balloon animals. Um, and he rode a unicycle, and he <laughs> was somehow friendly with my roommate April, um, who I they probably hooked up at some point. So. Uh, she was like, well, nobody pays attention to our parking lot. Like you, he got, he, she was parking on the beach and showering at the beach. And then she brought home a stray and he was living in our parking lot. And like every night for like a week and a half, he would knock on the door. He'd be like, Hey, what's up you guys? Hey, I have some weed. Do you guys have anything to smoke it out of? And every <laughs> night I was like, no man, <laughs> like we didn't smoke weed. And I was like, I'm sorry. And he was like, you got an apple. And I was like, No. <laughs> But he made us he made us a um a, a, a giant balloon animal uh, sculpture of um hmm, Jerry Orbach Jerry Springer none of these people were in the Grateful Dead Jerry Lewis, Garcia fuck there it is <laughs> wow that's my favorite. a binder full of Jerry's a binder full of Jerry's. Uh, and then to say thank you um, for letting him live in our parking lot for a while, he did tarot wow. readings. So just before I lived up here, I got a tarot reading where, um, like, my main obstacle uh, was the star. And, of course, everything has different meanings and things like that. It was, like, it was something about, like, what you really want, what you think you want, and then your obstacle was the star. And oh. I can never stop thinking about how, like, mm-hmm. the fact that I wanted to be famous – kept me so tunnel visioned about all of the other things that I wanted that I could have been great at, which is fine. I'm great at so many things now, but like I was, I thought that that was the only way for me to self-actualize for so long and whether or not that was the meaning of the um, tarot reading. It's literally the only tarot card reading that I remember. Anyway, thanks Ken. God bless. I hope he's fine. I hope hope he finally found something to smoke out of. Uh, that's beautiful. What a cool reading that, and that it stuck with you like that. I've definitely seen that spread before. By the way, would you like to know what one of my most beautiful birthday gifts is? Oh, yes. I was gifted the Fat Art Tarot deck, which is being printed and disseminated in july and august so i don't have it in my grubby little hands yet but (sighs) it's a whole deck full of fat positive art renderings of you know the the energy of those specific cards from various fat artists yay i know genius and i have to shout out uh my friend Deej, happy belated birthday, Deej, for letting me oh, know yeah. about this deck. And then I have to uh, thank Jory for giving it to me for my birthday. That is the perfectest. The most perfect. Uh, they're going to teach me tarot, tarot. And also, maybe when we come visit, um, we can bring uh, Jory's archetypes deck. Yes. Which um, is beautiful. So Vermont was so beautiful, and that was, like, my first real getaway. It was also, like, my friend Arwen is such a fucking amazing host. Yeah. I don't think I've ever – the the combination of her being an amazing host and having a really comfortable space, right? Because most mm. of my beloved friends, who I'm sure are wonderful hosts – 
live in cramped quarters in New York and L.A. And so uh, staying with someone isn't the comfort that it would be for them or myself <laughs> right. when I'm on a cot on the living room floor. But right. Arwen, or a blow-up bed that doesn't quite fit in the space. <laughs> yeah, but Arwen has a house in the middle of sleepy Vermont. And so... Uh, that the combination of like having a guest room and not being an a, an obtrusive person and being an amazing host like it was such a beautiful stay i'm absolutely going back to stay with her Yay. um and uh yeah it was wonderful and then this past weekend was my birthday it was i got to spend time with my mom and um and I got to have a very small select party of uh, friends and loved ones at my sister-in-law's house. And it was a pool party. Woo-woo. And it was just, it was beautiful. Um, I I got to pick my very, very favorite people. And it was such a beautiful day. And I got to see you. Yay, it was me. And then on Sunday... Luna Park was open. Yay. And I got us tours of Luna Park. Ricky was there. Ricky Yay. was eating them himself. <laughs> oh and, my god, how fun. Oh, it was rad. I got to use the bathroom. <gasps> we all got to use the bathroom. The crazy pe- pebble one? Uh-huh. Wow. And I was like, these stones are wet because it's his shower. <laughs> And we all signed the guest book, and I wrote, I wrote, peeing in your bathroom is the greatest joy I've ever experienced. (laughs) (laughs) It was so cool. Yay. Um, It was so cool. It was, it was awesome. It was wonderful. Full of lots and lots and lots of love. Yay. No spiders? um, No spiders. No spiders. I even thought I lost money, and then I found it again. Oh, my God. Which was a joy. Best. Because I put money in too shallow a pocket, and then I Mm. outsmarted myself by putting it in a deep pocket, but I couldn't get my hand deep enough. And I was like, oh, no, I did lose it. And then I didn't, which was wonderful. Yay. So real birthday (laughs) luck there. Hilarious. I know. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, so, hey, friends, I'm Jen Ponton. Oh, I'm Lillian Bustle. This is All the Fucks. This is our podcast, baby. It's a place where we talk about uh, mortifying stories that have shaped us, all of the squishy feelings that we feel that people don't like to talk about, uh, uh, moments that we put ourselves out there and uh, fell flat on our faces, or sometimes the graceful moments where we were like, fuck you, I got me. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been so like just off the cuff with this. Usually, I no, uh, I love it. It's squishier. Um, uh, no, no, it's uh, great. Lillian, because this is tell what it's what about it today. Like. Um, well, today it kind of feels <laughs> like when you're really excited to eat some grilled corn, but then you bite into it and it burns inside of your mouth. No, because <laughs> the, the little the little kernels explode. Uh, but you keep eating it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Peach it maybe also peach. feels like my new favorite thing that Jen has introduced me to, which is watermelon with tagine on it, which is that spicy, limey, spicy mix powder. It's so good. Which is amazing. However, Uh-oh. if you go too hard on that tagine, you might get a canker sore. You so it's that moment. A of course I did, because my mouth is a delicate flower. I can't be trusted with citric acid. <laughs> No, no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> that is delightful. Thank you, Babster, for teaching me the wonders of tahine. Thank you, City of Ooh. LA, for making Yay. it available everywhere. Uh huh. Uh, that's I have my- I. <laughs> the only size that my grocery store, which is a, a Spanish grocery store, sells it in, is a keg. So I now have a bottle the size yes. of a Barbie doll. So I will yeah. have canker sores forever. Yes. No regrets, <laughs> indeed. No regrets. It's also really good on cantaloupe. Ooh. Cantaloupe Can- and watermelon. Cantaloupe has to be perfect for me to like it at all. True. It's it's very good on perfect cantaloupe. Yay. Mm. So today so sp- we thought we would talk about what? Who? I was going to say, Were speaking you- of burning your mouth. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> That's a better... S- Segway. <laughs> I told you I didn't know Segway was spelled S-E-G-U-E until I think maybe you told me. Yeah. I was I thought I thought that was pronounced seg, which was like a shorter version of Segway, and I thought Segway was spelled like the little things that you ride and then fall on your face on. That's why I made that joke when we turned towards bang cookies the other day and I said, Hey, what if we we're actually supposed to say Hogway? <laughs> oh fuck you. <laughs> Hogway. Okay. Hogway. Um, <laughs> delightful. Uh, yeah, I uh, at my at my birthday party, Lillian was like, "Hey, what if we do accidents and injuries?" And I was like, "Amazing. Let's let's even include emergencies." And she was mm-hmm. like, "Yes." So this is actually perfect because I've had so many of these that I've wanted to like fit in under other topics, but they would kind of be a bummer. Under the panoply of the other topics. So if we go in today uh, expecting accidents, injuries, emergencies, I mean, you're just, you're going to get the good shit. Yay. Yay. Uh, Have you ever been in an ambulance? Yes. Really? I sure have. Oof. How many times? How many times? Twice? Twice. Oh, wait, one was for your ski accident, right? Yes, that was my yes, first okay. time. I was 13. And then Oof. the second time was after a really scary car accident where I was not hurt at all. But I, but it was three cars hit me. And it was terrifying. What? That is terrifying. It was fucking terrifying. That was in 2010. So they put me in an ambulance for that because they didn't. And I was like, I feel fine. And they're like, no, we really need to make sure that you don't have any structural damage because three fucking cars hit you. Wow. And I was like, okay. So they put me in an ambulance. You want to hear my first emergency? Oh, you go. You go first. So when I was very young, definitely under three, but I could talk. So let's say I was probably like uh, two-ish. Um, 
I was outside and my parents were nearby. It was the 80s. Um, and when I made my way back to my parents, I was sort of fiddling with my nose. And I was like, I have an acorn in my nosy. And my parents were like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, I have an acorn in my nosy. And my parents were like, kid, yeah, what, whatever, go play. And I was like, I have an acorn in my nosy and I can't get it out. And that was the moment where my parents looked at each other and were like, uh-oh, the fuck oh is God. in her nose. Uh-huh. I had just found some little berry of some sort and shoved it right up my nose. <laughs> I did not need to go to the hospital, but my parents did immediately take me to our family doctor um, who worked out of his Victorian home and smoked while he was consulting with you. Great, great. Uh, Dr. Vogel was the shit. Um, And he just like made a little loop, you know, L-O-U-P-E, like a jewelry loop. Oh, Uh yeah, yeah shimmied it up my nostril and pulled it out and it was like from this bush around our house and my parents were like please don't put these in your nose (laughs) or anywhere else you might feel compelled to put them yes Uh that's so funny oh my gosh oh my gosh I don't I don't remember sticking any having an up my nose or anywhere else sticking things um but you made me remember something that like the first time that I remember people being worried about my well-being um I thought I thought it was when I sprained my wrist in first grade but it is not it is when I was about three and we were at um the 1982 world's fair that's how old I am you guys uh in Knoxville Tennessee (laughs) um and it was late at night and my parents were always terrible about bedtimes and I was probably way overtired um and we had been out all day, and they were talking to somebody behind a counter. I don't remember if it was a game or an information booth or what, but I had won some kind of a prize. I don't remember what it was. I mean, it might have just been a box of Parmalat. Like, I, something, I had something in my hands, and I really wanted to show the person behind the counter. Um, they, they launched Parmalat at the 1982 World's Fair, that boxed milk. Um, again... Very, very weird snapshot moments of that trip. True. Um, so I was I was tall enough to hang on to the edge of the counter. And I was jumping and pulling myself up and jumping and pulling myself up and jumping and pulling myself up. And I cracked my chin down on the counter and, like, fell backwards. Um, and I th- I'm sure somebody was telling me not to do it while I was doing it, but nobody made me not do it. <laughs> Yeah. And I was three. (laughs) I was jumping for a while before that happened. And it was so shocking to me. And I like, I don't remember if I bit my tongue or if I just hit my chin. But it was that and then falling back onto my back where I was like, "Uh uh-oh. But I also remember, and this is unfortunate, that my first thought was, ow, I'm hurt. My second thought was, I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah, of course. I knew that would be. That's fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every subsequent moment after I ever hurt myself was, I I am hurt. Trouble. I'm going to diminish this because I For don't want to sure. get in trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, yeah, I... I do uh, like that you called it your nosing. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is verbatim, apparently. This is one of my father's favorite stories. Um, I, thankfully, was not... Uh, I was not very rough and tumble, like a lot of... I didn't... I wasn't super clumsy or prone to like dumb shit happening to me um so i went through my child my especially early childhood relatively unscathed Hmm. um there was a birthday uh i don't know if it was four or seven i want to say it's seven because i can remember it a little bit better um where my birthday is late June. So we had a party outside and we had cans of soda and you'd pop your can and you'd set it down and you'd go in the pool and you'd come out and you'd have a drink. Well, I took a swig of my opened Sprite and got a mouthful of wasp. And it stung my mouth and I started (laughs) screaming... I hate it. Yeah, it I can't was even horrible. imagine when you're like, everything's fine. What a perfect day. Everything's happy. Everything's happy. I love Coke. Zach. <laughs> Zach. Gross. It was so bad. And my and uh, uh, my tongue swelled up. It was very painful. Um, wow. It was fine. Again, didn't actually have to do anything because I don't have, like, allergies or anything like that. But... <laughs> But it did then compel my mother to buy these little plastic lids that would that would um, uh, hang on to cans where you yes. had a little grate. And uh-huh. you could open the grate and close the grate so that you could drink, but it wouldn't allow anything to crawl in there. Mm-hmm. And that's which, brilliant. So brilliant. So we used those for the remainder of any time ever drinking sweet things outside drinking yeah. cans outside yeah i mean that makes me think of every ren fair i've ever been to where oh, you're like fuck. you have your glass of mead and then you have to literally run away from the swarms of, no. of various unbees yeah oh, yeah oh god so many unbees so <laughs> many unbees yellow jackets are the little ones right Yellow jackets are, they're, I mean, they are not as big as wasps and hornets. They are vicious. I have a oh, yeah. very big yellow jacket story that I wish was further in my past, but it's not. Oh, Ooh, it's, it's there. A, yes. Oh, yes. God. So this is a rough one, um, uh, only because it's, it's just a horrible thing to have witnessed. It's not particularly graphic, guys, but it is it it is hard and it definitely involves uh the confused suffering of the sweetest dog on the planet who is okay <laughs> so if you would like to skip over it you can this is just your content warning that this is a story that like no one would want to happen to them no no so a couple of years ago like 3 summers ago I was walking Bear, and I had him on an extendable leash. And uh, the argument can definitely be made for many reasons that extendable leashes are not a great idea, which Mm -hmm. is something that would not really have occurred to me at the time. However, um, now I I let him off the leash Mm -hmm. to, um, to go potty. But I had him on the leash at this point in time, and it extended 16 feet and uh, attached to his collar. And my dog is very, very poop shy. 
He likes to go seek out an area that's like deep in the woods. He likes to circle 800 times before he decides exactly where he wants to poop. And God forbid that you know where it is. So we were at this, um, we were at this little. Where did your shame come from, buddy? I know. (laughs) We were in this little wooded area that, um, that was a common place for him and he had meandered so much that he wrapped himself around a vine but like a like a wood a woody vine you know Uh yeah I know Um, what you mean that went into the ground he had wrapped himself around and I was going to I was going to um you know kind of like see if he would come back so I could get him out of it but he Mm -hmm. wouldn't so I was like well so he goes and he winds himself around it and he does his business and he starts to come back in a way that makes it even more tangled. Jesus. And I start wiggling the vine because it's just a vine. Like I thought it mm. would kind of like pull up and, and I'd just get the dog out. Now, I would never ever do something like this again. In fact, I would have just gone to him and unclipped him and let the thing retract back uh, like a like a like a slide ruler yeah but of course that's not what happened what happened was i started wiggling the thing to see if i could just get it loose from the vine itself instead that vine was the anchor for a yellow jacket nest Uh which i did not know and as i was trying to wiggle it the yellow jackets were coming out and Bear was trapped. Oh, God. Bear was trapped. So they were and coming out from the ground. They're coming out from the ground. Yellow jackets Yuck. don't exclusive. I want to say they don't exclusively live in the ground, but they definitely do live in the ground regularly. And they were in like, I don't even know how deep this nest was, but it was like under so many dead oh, leaves. God, this and is so awful. It was so horrible. I was on the phone with my friend Catherine catching up and I had her on speaker so I was holding which is probably another reason that I didn't get more involved so I'm like trying to wiggle the thing loose while I have the phone Mm -hmm. yellow jackets start flying out from the ground (sighs) and my poor dog starts screaming (sighs) And and he's trying to get loose but he can't and I can't get him loose and I can't get close to him because he's now covered in yellow jackets and when I move toward him, they start attacking me. Oh, God. And of course, I've dropped my phone. So I, mm-hmm. so the phone is in the nest of yellow jackets. Oh, God. I mean, it's, <laughs> and I mean, it's right there. your friend thinks you're being murdered. My, yes, that's absolutely what happened. So Catherine is on the phone. I don't even think I had it next to my head. I think I had her on speaker. I mm-hmm. hear Catherine, like, screaming in distress, hearing me scream, hearing me crying, because, of course, at this point, I am, like, sobbing, watching poor Bear literally trapped there at the uh. mouth of this nest where Shit. these yellow jackets are still... I can't even fathom. Guys, he is totally okay. He was even <laughs> totally okay on the day. Thank God. So it, it's all right. But watching that happen was horrible. And so for, I mean, I just I just panicked and screamed for like a couple of minutes. 
being like, oh my God, what are my options? Well, I can't go save my fucking dog because I'm going to be attacked and who knows what that will mean for either of us, either right. slash both. Secondly, I can't call for help because my phone is in a nest of yellow jackets. Andrew was not home. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, my God, I need to leave my dog. Mm. I need to leave my dog here while he screams to go find someone. So I ran I tried to soothe Bear and I was like it's okay baby it's okay it's all right like fucking sobbing hyperventilating Mm. I run I run away and up the hill and I'm screaming in the middle of the street somebody help me please somebody help me it's a weekday in the before nobody is home right nobody Except neighbors who have just moved in who are not who like I had never met. And so I'm just going from house to house screaming, oh, I tried to stop at my house to see if I could dial on like Google phone and Google Uh phone wasn't fucking working anymore because they so I couldn't even call like Andrew or 911 or the police or anything. So I did stop at my house to, like, try and reach out for help since nobody was around. And then I continued up the street, and I was just screaming, and I had this house full of neighbors come out, and they were like, oh, my God. And I was like, my dog, Yellow Jackets, it was so bad. And so the guy drove me down in his truck, and by that point in time, they had calmed a little bit for this Mm -hmm. man to get out of the truck and go extricate my poor fucking dog from Uh. the woods. And he lifted up, and again, Bear was okay. Like, he he was administered pain meds and Benadryl, Mm -hmm. but that's all he fucking, he just needed that on the night, and then he was fine. But Mm -hmm. so, like, this guy picks Bear up and puts him in the truck, and, um... And Bear, Bear's fur is so thick that he still actually got yellow jackets on him. Oh, God! Which I had said to him, I was like, are you sure he doesn't have any more on him? And the guy's like, no, no. But this guy fucking uh. saved me and Bear, which was amazing. And, uh, and he saved my phone. And Catherine, who at that point understood that poor Bear was there and could hear her, was, ta- was talking to Bear Shut up. The whole time, because Catherine is a fucking angel. Oh, um, my God. And I called the closest vet, who's just, like, a mile away, and I was like, listen, my dog was just attacked by a whole hive of yellow jackets. Can you see him right now? And they were like, yes. And while we were in there, I found one in his fur and was like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... And and again, he was okay. They real like they looked him over. They were like, he's been stung a lot, but he seems to be fine. Like, and he had he must have been stung endlessly. I can't even oh. imagine. Um, yeah, there, there's no way to tell. It's it's almost the worst thought that one can have. I, mm. you know. Um, anyway, he had. They just basically gave him a little Tylenol and Benadryl, and he was totally fine Mm -hmm. but that was so fucking traumatic it was so traumatic i was still covered in my stings 
by the time I went down to Atlanta a few days later for um, uh, to go speak at the TCF Expo, mm. <laughs> at Marie's Expo that year. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that was fucking crazy. So this is why I focus so much on unbees, you guys, because I have... God. I have fucking beef with unbees. Woof. That is PTSD. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> That's real good. Yeah, that was, fuck, that was the worst. So, you know, I mean, be, be aware. Be aware that shitty shit likes to live um, under the ground. And extendable oh, leashes yeah. are amazing, but... Um, you know, there are there are a lot of really good reasons not to use them or like if you want to just use them on the road, but be really careful if your dog goes elsewhere, put them on a shorter leash or let right. them off, you know, whatever. Anyway, this is my experience alone. It Oof. was awful. <laughs> the more you know. Oh, my God. God. I wish truly. I didn't know any of that. I wish I could unknow that. Thank God Bear was OK. He he. Uh. He was a fucking champ, but I cannot tell you the amount of, like, self-flagellation I lived with after I was like, you left your dog. Wow. Oh. And and then everything, you know, logically is like, yes, because you had to. Like, there right. was no other option that was tenable. There was right. no, you go into the fray and save him, because what are you going to do when you're attacked by a whole fucking hive of yellow jackets? Mm-hmm. What, then you and your dog are trapped? Right. Then maybe something horrible happens to you and no one ever gets to bear? You need to leave and go get help. So, like, I did do the right thing, but I can't tell you how terribly I felt at Uh, that moment. Oh, it was so bad. I I know I've told this story, too, but the most guilty I've ever felt about an animal situation was... um, we went away on a three-day weekend, and thankfully it was only a three-day weekend because back when we had both the cats and they were younger, they, we, they were very fine with being left alone for, like, five days. And we would have somebody come check in and make mm-hmm. sure that they were still alive, you know. But yeah. we didn't – like, she needs somebody twice a day, my geriatric land bat. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> so we come back after three days, and Sabine, the one who's still alive – by the way, this is not a story about how my other cat dies. Um, <laughs> Thankfully. He lives through this just Miss fine. Miss Griffin. Oh, R.I.P., that little dork. Um, so Sabine's like, meow, meow, meow. And we're like, wow, you really missed us. And then we hear, meow. Coming from our friggin' closet that had our washer dryer, this little asshole somehow slipped in there before we left and spent three days in the washer dryer room. <laughs> oh fuck oh griffin it all turned out fine like honestly we let him out he looked a little wobbly but then he like did a head bonk and like walked over to the water and like drank for three days <laughs> i fucking bet but like i felt the worst i felt bad for him i almost felt worse for her oh because no, he was in there yeah 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 I feel like there were a lot of things that were emergencies as a kid that I was that I didn't really know what was happening or I only know like little bits and pieces of. Mm. Um, not really an emergency, but a general undercurrent of panic growing up was uh, that <clears throat> my parents were apparently in arrears on the taxes for some time and pretty bad. Um, and I was quickly habituated into the practice of hiding if anyone knocked on the door. 
And I know that there are other people out there who have this. Like a doorbell would give my mother a heart attack later on, even after like we had smoothed over the things with the taxes. If I got locked out of the house and my mom was asleep, which she did a lot, um, and I couldn't get her up by knocking on the door and I rang the doorbell, then I was in the house, but it was my mother screaming and crying at me for scaring her by ringing the doorbell. Uh Uh-huh. Which is what led me to removing the screen from my window and leaving it unlocked all the time so that I could just sneak back in, which probably not the greatest idea, but a bitch does bitch what she has to almost do. almost got kidnapped as a child. I used to, I was worried about being kidnapped all the time. I used to fall asleep with a death grip with my hands like around my mattress. Oh, honey. Um, but the the one... I don't. I don't think I've talked about this on here. I, I mean, I have. I had many personal accidents and injuries and things like that. But the when I think of like emergency and something happened, we had oh, our car broke down all the time. Our car broke down all the time. I remember when we had to inflict ourselves upon somebody who typically didn't answer the door either. I'm sure um, there are big stretches in my county where it's, like, kind of rural, and there may or may not be streetlights. And I remember we were not far from some kind of train tracks, um, and our car just died. And um, I walked with my mom <clears throat> up to somebody's house. It was, like, the closest house. It had lights on. Uh, and the person answered the door with a shotgun. Yay! No! Fun, 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 fun. And then they were just, then they just, they were like, oh, come on, lady, I'll give you your car a jump. Like, <laughs> wow. Um, um, thank you, sir. Yeah. My mom and my sister actually got pretty good at doing the little fixy things that you can do to a car. So, like, even though I don't drive, I know what it sounds like when a car is about to die because of an, uh, there's no oil. I know, I know that 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 chunky, 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 chunky shutter, shutter sound. Oh, um, I know, like how to check the oil with a dipstick. I know how to check things. Um, I know about fan belts. Uh, I know how to pop start a car, but that's from my friend Lish with a like anything with a clutch. <clears throat> I never learned how to hotwire one, but I bet I could. Uh, but. <laughs> On this particular instance, I was definitely in high school because my mom was working at Colonial Williamsburg. So she was a costumed interpreter, um, which means that she left the house in like a full getup, including stays. I can't believe she used to drive in her stays all the time, but she just didn't feel like putting them back on. It's the corset thing. Yeah. Except for instead of it being a corset, as we th- as we think of it, it's like a flat fronted. So it mushes your tits up to your chin uh-huh. and then it makes you sit up straight. Um, which then also consequently makes your ab muscles weaker because your ab muscles never have to work. But anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, so she's there in like her little mop cap and her like light blue dress and she's driving in. Uh, it was um, one of our vans. It might have been the Aerostar uh, down our very windy um, driveway, which had lots of potholes. And it was basically it was like a country road a quarter of a mile long to our house that was like set back on the water. And she must have been late because she was driving too fast. And a deer ran out in front of her and she swerved to miss the deer and hit a tree. No. So in my mind, I'm like having a bowl of cereal. My mom Mm. has been out of the house for like 10 minutes um, or not less than 10 minutes. And I'm trying to figure out like what I'm going to do with my day. It was in the summer. And 
I can hear my mom outside crying before she even like came back to the house. Like I could hear her screaming and crying coming back up the driveway. Mm-hmm. And so I run out to meet her. And she, that was the most hysterical I have ever seen her in my entire life. And probably the most helpless I ever felt. Um, She was completely dissociated. She, uh, I finally got out of her what happened. Um, But the car was apparently messed up pretty bad. I think we had to wind up getting it towed. And she was okay she probably should have gone to ch- get checked for whiplash but but it was just the emotional of all of it where she was like the deer was fine the car was trashed mm-hmm. she was traumatized and in the middle of all of this i'm like holding my sobbing mother once more in oh. her colonial garb right. and someone comes walking up the driveway which literally never happened we got like two trick or treaters ever in our entire life people did not do door to door shit I think one time we might have gotten some Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, but people didn't come down our driveway, uh, especially not walking. And my mom looks up. Was his name Lewis? Let's call him Lewis. And she was like, oh, my God, Lewis, thank God. Oh, my God, thank God you're here. Thank God you're here. And Stuart, 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 Stuart. Stuart was a friend of my older sister's. My sister, again, I'm probably 17, so my sister's been out of the house for since I was 13. We haven't seen Stuart in a decade or more. Um, Stuart, Stuart used to do favors and like fix my mom's car. And this kid is not Stuart. And Uh-oh. he does not know what is happening. Oh, no, because your mom's dissociating. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Yeah, this was literally the, the scariest. So she's like sobbing, sobbing. And like she's like going to hug him. And he's like, hi, ladies. Uh, something's wrong what happened and I was like hey my mom's really freaking out right now um you probably saw her car how does it look like she hit a tree and he was like yeah I was actually gonna drive down I'm I'm selling magazines door to door and I got partway down your driveway and I saw the car so I wanted to see if everybody was okay and I was like thanks man we could really use your help right now like uh, if you can like if we can just having a witness having one other person there was such an incredible, bizarre coincidence and blessing. Mm. Um, And, uh, I mean, I was the one who went back in the house and wound up, like, calling a tow truck. And and I had to explain to my mom that it was not Stuart. (laughs) And she did finally come around. (laughs) She bought me a subscription to George Magazine. (laughs) What the fuck is George Magazine? It was like, I, I want to say it was like a Young Democrats magazine kind of thing, maybe. Uh, Hang on. I never read it. Hang on. Let's find out what it was. It's not around anymore. George Magazine. Oh, maybe it was Republican. Uh, oh, it was a glossy monthly magazine centered on the theme of politics as lifestyle, founded by JFK Jr. Um, not just politics as usual. Famous for a a cover that had Cindy Crawford dressed as George Washington. Wow. Notable contributors, George Clooney, Kellyanne Conway, Ann Coulter, Al Franken. Huh. So I guess maybe it was an all around. Anyway, whatever. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I never read it. 
we all came out of it alive. Um, but when I think about, like, the many, 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 many times that I was called upon to be too much of a grown-up as a child, that one is the most vivid. Oh, wow. Yes, for sure. I understand that witness thing so much. I've talked with you about it. I've talked with a couple of people about it. And, like, my desire for siblings as a child... You know, my parents would be like, you don't want, you don't, you think you want siblings. You don't want siblings. You'll just fight with them. And I didn't want siblings for, like, friends, although I'm sure that would have been nice. I wanted siblings as a witness, like, do you see what I see? Are you experiencing what I'm experiencing? Right. Um, You know, just like some shit camaraderie. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Compatriots. Mm, Ridiculous. Uh, I was never in... Am I wrong? I don't think I was ever in a car accident with my folks. Um, However, my mom and I... Uh, my mom would drive me to camp in the summertime before she went to work so that she dropped me on her way. And I remember one summer when I was like, uh, older than 10, mm, she was driving me and we were on the highway and she had done something that, she, you know, I don't know if she did something wrong or or this, or this guy just had a fucking axe to grind and decided to get mad. But it is worth saying that my mom has never been an aggressive driver. And so mm-hmm. she did something. She moved over or maybe passed this guy. And he lost his fucking mind and started tailing us. Oh, uh, no. And he followed us down the highway off our exit almost all the way to camp and this is pre-car phones at least for the grand majority of people and my mom was trying real hard to keep it together and like um I don't I don't know if she was she was probably planning to like stop at a police station if it had gone any further at some point before we got to camp this guy just decided to stop and he you know like whatever he zoomed away in a huff but like he was absolutely super aggressive following us and you know like a a lady and her kid yeah for like it for what mm -hmm, for what for look how my mom drives she closes her eyes when I take her down route 80 because she doesn't want to see how fast I'm going and I am not an aggressive driver. So I can't imagine that my mom did something so galling to you. Uh-huh. Like, but yeah, it was the it was the let's not meet. God. That was a perfect let's not meet moment. Oh what a dick. Yeah. Um I was never in a car accident with my family, but oh, I don't remember if I've talked about this. This was a weird... So this is an emergency that was a really weird coincidence. Um, When it turned 2000, when it turned Y2K, I was sleeping over at Gabby's house. And my parents were supposed to pick me up on New Year's Day and we were going to go to our family friends for their annual New Year's Day party. And... 
you know, we sleep in and then we have breakfast together and I haven't heard from my parents and Gabby's mom is like, do you know when your folks are coming to get you? I was like, no, but probably by like noon or my my parents had probably told me like, we'll be there around X, Y, Z, noon, Mm. one o'clock. You've told me this, but I don't think you've told it on the podcast. It's wild. So... The hour is drawing near and I'm like ready and my parents aren't showing up and I call the house and they're not there and time is passing and I'm like something's wrong and everyone's like no they're just like it's fine they're just out. I'm like no something is fucking wrong like I feel it everywhere they've been in an accident and it continues and continues and I have no way of contacting them so I'm just like fretting while I'm at Gabby's and eventually um uh there's a knock at the door and it's uh it's Sue a woman who used to babysit me when I was younger who is a member of the EMS oh wow she always has been and she was like hey listen is is Jen here she calls me Jenny is Jenny here and I come to the door and I'm like what's up, Sue? And she's like, I don't want you to panic. Your parents are okay, but they have been in a car accident, like literally down the road from Gabby. Oh, no. mm -hmm, And we just took them to the hospital. They're okay. And she was like, they told me you were here, so I've come to just let you know what's going on. Oh, thank God. Uh-huh. And so I can't really remember how the rest of the day unfolded, whether... I don't think anyone took me to the hospital. Uh, I might have just stayed at Gabby's until my parents came to get me later, or one of Gabby's parents might have taken me back to my house. But Gabby lived near an intersection where... There was, um, you know, where a local road meets a local highway. And my dad was making a right on red and did not see a motorcycle. Oh. And everybody lived. Mm -hmm. It was okay. Everyone was all right. Um, My dad's car was totaled. Um, But, yeah. So I, like, had a fucking whole body feeling of what had happened and it happened to be true and it happened literally within a mile of Gabby's house wow as they were coming oh no excuse me he wasn't making the right on red he was going to cross the intersection because they were coming to pick me up at Gabby's so uh yeah I I'm not exactly sure but it was an it was um uh an accident with a motorcycle and that was such a weird fucking day that just shook me up. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Really weird. I had a couple of strange uh, um, precognition moments like that. And that was one of the biggest ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was in, I was in a pretty astoundingly horrible and yet zero damage to me miraculously accident in 2010 when uh i was on a two-lane local highway and 
somehow my car and the car next to me collided. I don't know how it happened. And that car ended up flipping. So I hit that car, boom. But the force of my tiny car hitting that giant SUV forced me into the oncoming lanes. Oh, God. Where I was hit by two more cars. Oh, my God. I have no... I was strapped in, of course. Um, And I just remember, like, the sound of impact. The sound and the thunk. No pain. I mean, seatbelt pain. Mm -hmm. No pain. Um, Because I was okay. Literally not a scratch. Wow. Shockingly. But I was so disoriented that after the third hit, my airbags had deployed. Thank you. Good job, car. And (laughs) airbags are full of airbag dust, but Mm -hmm. I thought it was smoke. So I thought my car might explode. Oh, God. And I was so fucking addled that I... And I was so afraid I was going to be hit again and that I was now trapped in this smoking car that I somehow got myself out of my car and literally was just in the highway screaming. Oh, baby. I was just screaming in the highway while all of these cars had stopped. And (laughs) it was, I mean, it must have been quite terrifying to watch, actually. Thank God I was not bleeding or anything like that. I was just fucking screaming in the middle of the road trying to get out of my car. And some very nice lady just like scooped me up and ushered me to the side of the highway. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, I I was like, I I have to call my fiance. I have to call my fiance. He doesn't, he doesn't know that this happened. And she was like, okay, just fucking calm down. (laughs) Uh, That was... It was miraculous. It was a terrifying ordeal that I real I like I just had bruises from where the seatbelt held me in. Mm. That was it. It was a fucking miracle. Wow. A miracle. And then the ambulance. <laughs> oh, this was really a sign of the times cuz I was 25 at this moment. I was 25 and I didn't have health insurance because after college I dropped my health insurance. I was like, meh, I'm, I'm 22. What the fuck ever. And I didn't have a full time job. I didn't have Mm -hmm. benefits and I wasn't going to pay out the fucking wazoo for Cobra. And I remember the ambulance coming for me and being like, all right, miss, come on, let, let us check you out. And I was like, no, 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 I don't have health insurance, I can't do this. And they were like, you really need to come with us. I was like, and I was crying because I was so scared that I would now have this insane Debt. hospital bill. Uh-huh. And then while I was in the ambulance, they were like, honey, do you live in New Jersey? And I was like, yes. And they were like, your car insurance covers this. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Yes. Huh. Yes, which is why you need to have car insurance oh, in New yeah, Jersey. For sure. At the time, because it was before Marketplace, you you it was optional. Um, it was optional to have health care. You may not 
own a car without help, without car insurance in New Jersey. Right. And you know so where you can do that? Florida. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, no, you, you have to in Jersey. And thank God, because yes, that was what covered my medical costs was my policy. Um, amazingly, did not know that before then. Was so distraught at the thought of an ambulance ride and an emergency room visit. Oh, oh. And what that could potentially Yeah, we've cost. all heard horror stories. That's, uh, I mean, like, I think when you get in the ambulance, it's $1,000. Mm-hmm. Like, anything that happens from there goes up. Mm-hmm. Even with insurance, I want to say an emergency room visit is like 500 bucks. Am I wrong? Um, I have been to the emergency plan. room in plan and it was only like 75 oh that's great yeah yeah maybe maybe i was on a shit plan (laughs) no that was um that was when i stabbed myself at um (laughs) i stabbed myself trying to break open bath bombs at lush oh yes oh yes god that story where i wound up at bellevue man oh man and every doctor every doctor was like was, what could, what's the problem, miss? You smell so good. Who took you? I took me. Only you? No one Rev, no one uh, Rev, no. Rev, it was me and Rev. And, <laughs> um, and she had gone out to get something for, like, the fresh face mask bar or something. I had, I was the manager on duty and I had sent her, or whatever, supervisor. I had sent her out to do something. She comes back. I'm bleeding, like, literally, like, dripping onto my head. There's people in the store and I can't get them to leave. And oh. I was like, I can't help you right now because I'm having a medical emergency. And they were like, it's fine. We'll we'll self-shop. And so she comes oh. back in and she <laughs> is not great in emergencies, I guess. Um, I mean. <laughs> uh, but if we had a first aid kit, neither of us knew where it was. No, of course not. So I, um, she was like, should I go get some Band-Aids? I was like, I think we're beyond that. Oh, so, no. I had her, like, dial my cell phone to get Don. Uh, I mean, since I'm halfway in, I won't tell the whole story because I know I've told it before. But when when we were, we would demonstrate lots of bath products at Lush. And one of the things we were supposed to do during the day was to cut bath bombs in half so that you could just toss half or part of one in to a, a, a pot of water so people could see how it worked. And I had uh, a, a dull and rusty paint scraper like a flat piece of metal and you would like wedge it in the little seam of the bath bomb. And usually like you would just tap it and it would fall apart and something happened. And I, I rammed the whole paint scraper into my thumb. I still don't even know how, like I had to have been holding it with this, with my right hand. So what was I doing anyway? Uh, And then I spent the rest of the day at Bellevue because that was the only in network place. Um, cause St. Vincent's had just closed down. Uh, I, when we first moved in, I had my geese over and, um, and Andrew was doing his, like, uh, trademark copyright registered tour of the house, uh-huh. which I'm sure he could still recite exactly. And when he started to take them into the basement to see the garage, he only had socks on. And I was like, Andrew, put some shoes on if you're going to go in the garage. And he was like, mm-hmm. okay. And he just went downstairs in his socks. And then he went into the garage and he stepped on a rusty nail. Oh, no. <laughs> so... Not quite an emergency. It only, mm. I might have been a staple even. Like it didn't, it wasn't bad, but it was definitely like cool tetanus time. 
Well, okay, <laughs> let's go. Um, Stop. I did, however, also have a weird lush emergency. I've never been prone to nosebleeds, ever. Okay. And this may, given what I was going through at the time, this may have been a stress thing. But Mm. I remember when I was at my final lush, so the the Paramus Park Mall, um, in, in the Macy's, all of a sudden... Just in the middle of a weekday, my nose just broke open like a dam. Oh, God. And I just had this profound nosebleed that was freaking me out so badly because it would not stop. It just wow. kept going. And I was like, what What happened in brain? What wrong? Oh, no. Like, oh, oh no. no, no, not now, not, please. What are broke? <laughs> what are broke? So many things are broke. Please, God. <laughs> yeah, I, um, that was terrifying, and eventually it quelled, but my team was so freaked out that mm-hmm. they called Andrew, and I remember he came to the store, and they were trying to, I never know if you're supposed to keep your head down or elevated because it also seems so gross that if you put your head back, like blood then is going to down your, your throat. Mm, I, don't no, know. No. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been a nosebleed person. That was one profound time where the faucet just fucking wow. broke. The spigot went haywire. And I was like, I don't want to be working right now. Mm-mm. This is awful. <laughs> yep. That sounds terrible. Get me off this crazy train. Ugh. Ugh. I, I, uh, I'm trying to think of other. Oh, I mean, as a young kid, the other, like, emergency, emergency thing that I, that really stands out. I, I sprained my wrist pretty bad a couple of times, and I twisted my ankle, like, constantly, which I still, I'm very fond of doing, just for shits and giggles. Oh. Um, but, like, the first, the first time that I can remember feeling like alone in my panic was when my friend's brother tried to drown me. Oh fuck! I've never told the story. No. Uh, okay, so we had a pool, and there was um, some folks down the street who had three kids. One was my age, one was younger, one was older. Um, and he has passed away since um, just in the last couple years. But um, R.I.P. But also he tried to drown me. So. Um, <laughs> we were in the deep end and he held on, he was holding onto the diving board and like bouncing on the end of the diving board. And I think maybe I had swum underneath him. I loved swimming underwater and I, I maybe swum underneath him. And I mean, it's possible that I tried to tickle him or something, but I definitely didn't try to pants him. I wasn't that kind of kid. Mm. Um, but, or maybe I just swum underneath him. I don't know. But whatever happened, or he might have pushed me down. Um, either way, he wound up with his, he was holding on to the diving board. So he was able to straighten his entire body. And his feet were around my neck, pushing me down. Like his feet were on my shoulders, squeezing my neck. And he held me under the water so long that I, I really thought I was going to die. Oh my and then, fuck. and then when I came up out of it, like gasping, and he was laughing, which was really cute. 
And my sister was watching all of us, and I don't know if she was, like, worried that she would get in trouble or she really thought that I was exaggerating, but she did not believe me at all. And I had to come get out of the pool. Oh, Everybody else got to keep playing. Oh, fuck them. Oh, that's awful. Oh, And nobody ever, ever believed me. Like, I did not black out, but I did take on, like, lungs full of water. Fuck. Yep. Oh, my God. I remember as a kid... Thank God, I don't remember anything like that. I remember as a kid, though, having the weird sensation that I could breathe underwater. Huh. And I don't know what this was, but it, like, it was so devoid of stress that it was weird. Well, that was a lot. I would like to end on a funny note. <laughs> I mean, there's my favorite one, which I will happily return to, which is um, after college, uh, I, or maybe after my junior year of college, I spent a whole summer, this was it, I spent a whole summer at my parents' house, which had not happened previous to that or after it. Mm-hmm. So this was the only summer where I was home and I was working and my parents were both gone and I was taking a shower and I heard what sounded like footsteps. And at first I was like, no, 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 you are definitely imagining this. And it kept happening and they were so convincingly footsteps going up this, the basement stairs, which are right next to the bathroom. And I freaked out so thoroughly that I jumped out of the shower and wrapped a towel around me and called 911 and and the cops were like okay go out get outside the house we'll be right there first of all i live in the tiniest sleepiest town ever they send over every fucking cruiser there are like five cars these guys are seeing the first action they've seen in probably seven years they all run out and they're all like in in SWAT positions looking Charlie's Angels they're going around the house they're going in the house they're looking everywhere nobody is in the house and they're like the house is clear miss we don't know what to tell you you should be safe and I was like the fuck what is happening I was like I swear to god I'm not being an asshole there was definite like I heard foots up feet up the foots I heard feet going up the stairs and they were like it's okay please don't feel badly we would rather you be safe than sorry and sure. I was like, okay, I appreciate you. Please excuse me. Hanging around in my towel on the lawn. <laughs> so I go back inside the house. And my parents are like, what the fuck did you call the cops for? And I'm like, you didn't hear what I heard. And they're like, you're ridiculous. And you are very imaginative. I'm like, yes, I am. And I'm not wrong. So right. time passes. And I go back to school. And eventually I get this really hilarious um a missive from my mom where she's like so I definitely heard the thing that you heard and I was like I fucking told you and she's like it really does sound like steps going up the stairs but I looked and there's nothing there I'm like thank you vindicated and then shortly thereafter um when when she was like okay it's not a person she and my dad did some investigating and found that it was giant crows on the roof (laughs) pecking off the gravel from the tiles because they need to swallow it in their gullets to help i don't know rock tumble some mice bones or whatever Uh, (laughs) some mice bones some mice bones 
I um, love that. I love it, that. It's the best. And I did feel vindicated and heard and right, which was wonderful. Crows um, are huge. Crows are big. And they really, like, the sound that they made was very much like, it, it sounded exactly like shoes clomping up. Yeah, fences. I'm sure it did. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Oh, my God. I mean, the emergency that was not an emergency. Thank God. I'm I'm so happy it was crows and not someone clomping up the basement stairs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Also, fuck you, Dad. I'm right. <laughs> Go shoot some gophers. Go shoot some gophers. More emergencies. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Shooting guts in the basement. Uh, yeah, that's the real fucking emergency. With a cherry on top. <laughs> Fine as a, a five, July evening. A five Tuesday month, but she's a gal Friday all week. <laughs> <laughs>